Hey guys, welcome to the latest episode of Horror Thoughts. This is episode 13. So we decided to do a bit of a Friday the 13th special. We're not going to go in depth with every film like we did with I Know What You Did Last Summer because there are 200 of these and there just isn't enough time to go through each of them. But we have a few talking points that we're going to go through and cover as much as we can in a reasonable amount of time. So the place we're going to start, um, and I know this because we've um, done this podcast for a little while and we've talked about it, but what was your introduction to Jason and Friday the 13th? Yeah, I feel like it's been touched on probably ad nauseum at this point through episodes, but I always bring it up. And uh, Freddy versus Jason is my number one as the first one of the first, if not the first horror film I ever saw. And I think it speaks volumes to the character because even at seven or eight, however old I was when it came out, I didn't, I had never seen a Jason or a Freddy movie for that matter, but I knew who they were when the movie came out and I saw it on the TV. I had seen that hockey mask. I knew Jason, even though I had never seen a second of his movies. So for me, that was the, the moment that I was introduced to Jason and for many years, I never really went through the series. And um, one day I put them on and I really enjoyed them. And I think it's honestly my favorite of the big three now. So that was my, definitely my first introduction was Freddie versus Jason for a long period of time. Yeah. So it's the same for me uh, or similar where I was introduced to Freddie uh, by way of finding new nightmare on TV and that led me to Freddy versus Jason. And that was a big deal. And I remember I was Jason that year for Halloween. I remember it was like the movie everybody at school talked about. And I was hooked uh, pretty instantly where like I immediately wanted to know more because part of the fun of Freddy versus J- watching Freddy versus Jason first is that they allude to the other movies. And that kind of makes your imagination go wild of like, oh, I wonder what they're talking about. Um, so I would just like search the, like the guide on TV just to see when any of the movies would be on HBO or whatever, and just sort of slowly started watching them wherever I could, finding DVDs, things like that. Um, in terms of the big three, it is probably my least favorite of them. I am definitely, as I've gotten older, much more into Freddy and Michael. But as a kid, I think it was definitely Jason. There was something about those movies that was really fun as a kid. Um, so real quick, if you could do, just to give people a sense of our opinions on the various movies, if you could do a real quick ranking from worst to best. All right. Uh, I'll preface it by saying this isn't necessarily what I think is the best made or whatever. It's just my personal, if I'm putting one on, it's my favorite. I'm going to have to say absolute worst is part five. Uh, that's never changed in my whole time watching Freddy. That's always been the last. Uh, Jason Lives, Jason Takes Manhattan, Part 3, New Blood, Jason X. I'm going to piss a lot of people off. The original, the second, the final chapter, Jason Goes to Hell, remake Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, so mine is uh, very different. Uh, <laughs> mine is starting with the worst, which for me is 
Jason goes to hell. <laughs> then I'd say X, then Manhattan, then final chapter, then part five, new beginning, then new blood, then the original Freddy versus Jason, Jason lives, the 2009 reboot, part three, and my favorite is part two. Yeah, we are completely all over the board <laughs> with each other's lists. Uh, mine, yeah. I'm sorry, mine definitely changes frequently. I'm not someone who my list is set in stone. So honestly, if you ask me again tomorrow, I would probably have a different order. But it's always Freddy versus Jason will always be my number one. And A New Beginning will always be my least favorite. Those have never switched. Hmm. Yeah, two and three are the ones that I have the most fun with. I really, really like those. My list doesn't really change. I'm usually pretty set in what I think, um, unless something changes. I'm probably nicer to X and Manhattan than I used to be, because I just sort of accept that they're just kind of silly and dumb. Yeah. But I still don't really like them. Yeah, the, the top few stick the same. The bottom few are the same. But the There's a lot of them in the middle that they all kind of have pros and cons that on any given day for me can move around. But sure. I'd say my biggest hot take is for sure. My, my enjoyment of Jason goes to hell is pro- probably I'm in a very small club of people who probably enjoy hmm. that movie. Well, my big hot take is I can't stand the final chapter. Yeah. That one kind of surprised me whenever you said the final chapter so low, it's like, wow, I've never heard that one. Is it the, it- is it the Crispin Glover dance? Well, it's not necessarily the dance. Um, <laughs> that scene's kind of charming. That that movie is the fan favorite, and I've never understood it because I just think it's really boring. I don't like any of those characters. The whole Crispin Glover and his little buddy, that whole bit with like the computer and you're a dead fuck and that whole joke that they do the entire runtime. I don't like any of that. I don't think much of Corey Feldman or his sister. I just think it's real boring and basic. And I think there are a lot more interesting movies in that series. Yeah. My, the, I think part five, people kind of understand why that one, some people hate that movie. Some people enjoy it. So I don't have to justify my bottom one, but my Hmm. other one is Jason lives. I think is if part five didn't exist, that's the absolute worst. I, Hmm. I hate part six. I know that's a, that's a staple for a lot of fans is, the revival of the series and one of its ho- highest points. I personally, I cannot stand that movie. The characters in that movie piss me off to no end that I can't, I can't even stomach it. I'll, I five and six. I can't sit through. I'll watch any of the other ones, but those two, I honestly, if I'm binging it, I'll watch them. Other than that, I could never just put them on and sit through those two. I can't, uh, I can't sit through Jason goes to hell. Like, like even doing like a marathon, I, I struggle with it. Like I just cannot deal with that movie. You just watch the last 30 seconds for the. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is what I did the last time I did it. Yeah. I figured as much. I, I there's. Cause I was showing it to someone who had never seen it and we got like 20, 30 minutes in. They were like, no, so I'm not watching this. Of. Of your so Jason goes to hell is your least favorite. Part five mm-hmm. is my least favorite. Do you have any pro that you can give that movie, or is it a just straight 
it's garbage. There's it has nothing going for it to you. Jason goes to hell or five. Jason goes to hell. Uh, the Freddy thing. <laughs> the Freddy. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, no, to to be <laughs> less of a dick. Um, Creighton Duke is conceptually interesting. I feel like having this sort of bounty hunter after Jason is kind of a fun idea. Maybe if because he has this backstory where Jason killed like a relative or like a wife or something. I forget what it is. Maybe if they had made that a character from one of the previous movies, I would be more invested in it, sort of like what they do in part four and then again in the reboot. But he just he feels a little random to have such like an intense rivalry with Jason, but it's a guy we've never seen before. Yeah. Um, that was supposed to be a compliment. I immediately <laughs> turned it around <laughs> to an insult. <laughs> um, some of the gore is impressive. That's usually the one thing you can give these movies even if you don't like them. Be like, oh, it looked kind of neat. Like they did a neat effect. Like that diner when Jason comes into the diner and just sort of wrecks them. Yeah. All Some of the effects in that are pretty neat. I'd go to that diner and eat a Jason burger. You would? Yeah. So there's two compliments. I would go to that diner. Well, thankfully that one rude lady died, so you don't got to deal with her horrible customer service skills if you go True. there. For me, part five, I have no... There's not a single positive for me. I've, tr- I've tried to dig. I can at least think for six, you, I can get some things out of it. But for five, my least favorite, I can't... I have nothing... To give that movie. I think the characters suck. Those two redneck couple, the uh, mom and son. Yeah. Worst characters in the franchise. Close second is those dumb fucks in part six who were like paintballing. <laughs> I, oh my God. They are like neck and neck with the two dumbest sets of characters. Uh, yeah. The, the, tw- the, the lack of twist where you're like, uh, yeah, let's just let's just zoom in on this one meaningless character <laughs> for fucking 30 seconds at the beginning. Um <laughs> it's just oh the 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 bigger part to me that it actually makes me say what the fuck at my TV every time it happens is he's a real guy mm-hmm. and lets a fucking tractor drive at him. And just stands there looking at it like he's fucking Jason. It's like, hey, man, you're still a guy. Move out of the fucking way. I that one part of the movie, I I will roll my eyes and turn the fucking TV off. I'm like, it's so dumb. Like, you're a person. You're not you're not Jason. Yeah, the movie is really unfair with its murder mystery because that's not the worst idea in the world. Yeah. Is to have like a Jason copycat. I don't hate that, but they have Roy take way too much damage yeah. to just turn around and be like, oh, that was just a guy. It's like, no, like he got run over yeah. and he gets, he gets a couple, like they hit him pretty good a couple times. He's busting through doors like crazy. Like he's not just some guy. Like, yeah. so they cheat a little bit and I don't like that. I, I will give part five. It does have two cool kills. I like the hedge clipper kill followed by the belt to the eye kill. I do like those. I think those are the hedge clipper kills. One of my favorite of the series, but that's about all that movie has for it. 
What about damage alatas? Mm, that <laughs> that infuriates me. Oh my god! I oh, that's such a dumb. The more that gets brought up about this movie, the more I think about how much I fucking hate it. There's as much as I love Friday the Thirteenth. It's crazy. It's my favorite of the big three, but then when I start thinking about the movies separately, there's a lot of parts in them where I'm like, fuck that part of the movie for a lot of these. Like Shelly, I hate Shelly as a character. I hate Shelly. I cannot <laughs> stand Shelly. Shelly oh, and Franklin are neck and neck for the two fucking worst characters in horror movies, in my opinion. And I think Franklin's quite a bit worse, but Shelly's real bad. Oh my God. Both of them. She's just so woe is me. No one like oh me. My. It's like, shut Oh, the- it's the worst. Oh. And nobody likes you because you're an asshole. You're obnoxious, dude. And you're fucking whiny. And his death was so lackluster. I mean, I get that it was people thought he was playing a prank, so he just bled out and died. But it's like, man, I wanted to see him get the business. I wanted sure. to see him get fucked Just up. like, get it. Yeah. Yeah. Can I say a thing I like from part five? Let's hear it. So this is an ironically like, but there's a scene that uh, my sister, my brother, and I will just quote all the time because it's so funny to us and so over the top. It's the sheriff and the mayor. When they're just talking and the sheriff's like, I know who it is. It's Jason Voorhees. And the mayor just freaks out. And he's like, you're out of your goddamn mind. You've been out in the sun too long. Jason was cremated. He's nothing but a pile of ashes. And then the sheriff goes, were you there? Did you see him cremated, sheriff? Or mayor or whatever. It's just such a funny exchange. And so we just, we just do it all the time. Jason Voorhees. Have you been out in the sun too long? It brings up a bigger point that with how many things have happened throughout this series at this place, people are so quick to write off that it's Jason Voorhees. It's like, hey, dude, how many people got to keep dying in these freak accidents for you to be like, it's probably fucking him. again. (laughs) It's probably him. (laughs) They're they're 20 years deep. They're like, what are you? Jason's dead. They're like, oh, I guess. Sure. Whatever. Like, it's not far point when the body count is over 100 people. And it's like, yeah. maybe we knock this off. <laughs> I think it's 181 kills, technically. And that's insane for people after 181 deaths to be like, it couldn't be. No. <laughs> Not possible. No, I, I mean, mean, early on, it makes sense. But at a certain point, it's like, okay. I mean, it's, it's more possible <laughs> to... Uh, not believe 181 kills came from Jason than it is to think that a yacht left Camp Crystal Lake and ended up in the fucking ocean. Yeah, that movie's wild. There, it's so crazy. It's my favorite of the franchise, but as I talk about it, I'm like, fuck, there's some dumb parts in these movies. They're all dumb. Like, that's part of it's, it's a bit of the charm is that they're all kind of stupid. We've, we've touched on it before, but one of my all-time favorite parts in the original one is when they show a 15-second scene of this cop turning this motorcycle around yeah. for no fucking reason. I don't know why it makes me laugh every time just watching him struggle trying to U-turn. Yeah, and you know, they spend 20 minutes just playing Monopoly and I mean, the whole just like the idea of Jason being around and being a killer is just inherently silly because that dude drowned. 
Oh, like, I will say this. I'm going to see if you have the same take. For me, um, the original used to be one of my favorites, but as time goes on, I don't know if because I've seen it so much or what, the original one tends to drop down my list progressively when I when I see other movies that it used to hold up. And I don't know if that's just because the rest of the series has more to offer or or I just it, it's just repetition. I've seen it too many times. But for you, does the original hold up for you or do you feel it slip as time goes on? No, I don't think it's a film that holds up. I think you can look at the original Halloween and the original Nightmare on Elm Street just for two comparisons and be like, yes, these films really hold up and they really work and they are high points of their series. And the original Friday just really isn't. It's, I mean, it's basic and it's simple and it's fine. Like I can't be like, oh, this is horrible, but it's not super interesting. It's just cute kids hanging out at a camp for a very, very long time. And then eventually murders happen. But there's a lot of bad pacing of just sitting around, not doing anything. But there's stuff about it that does work. Uh, Mrs. Voorhees is great. I think there is or there was a thought to how she moved around the camp that I thought was really clever. Where you can actually see her trajectory of like going to A to B and how she picks them off. Like there is like a strategy, like they thought about it. Whereas in other movies, Jason is just wherever he needs to be to kill the person yeah. they decided was going to die in that scene. And that, that drives me up a wall. Where it's like, I I think it was part seven that I was watching the other day because we're, my sister and I just going through a bunch of horror movies and he just pops up wherever. Like he'll, like he'll be here, kill somebody. Like he was inside the house and he killed somebody. And then he went outside the house to kill somebody and then came back inside the house to kill somebody else. And it was like, you could have thought about this. And like edited it in a way that really could have been like fun and clever, but it just sort of feels random and hodgepodgey. Yeah. Yeah. I think the original, I bet it, I'm sure at the time when it came out, it was great, but as time goes on, I, I feel like I've never met anyone who the original is their favorite Friday of the series, which is mm-hmm. kind of odd for a lot of series because most franchises, the original is usually the one that is the catalyst for all the rest. Whereas with this one, most people don't even have it in their top three. Yeah. No, most people go for uh, part four, Jason Lives. Yeah. Something that uh, I've seen people even put the remake up top. But and I, I mm. loved the remake. I had a good time with it. And I, again, not to throw any heat at the first one, but if I was just going to pop one in just for an evening, I would sooner put the reboot on than I would just the first one. No, I would too. The, re- the reboot's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's the first 20 minutes is 20 of the best moments, brutal moments in slasher movies, in my opinion, ever. It's so aggressive. Yeah, and just it was a really clever thing for them to do to sort of because I I mean, I didn't expect it when I saw that in theaters back in 2009, because, you know, all these characters, you meet them and you're like, okay, this is our this is our cast. These are our characters. And then within 15 minutes, they're all dead. Yeah. Like horrifically, really, horrifically. Yeah, like did one girl getting you know roasted above the fire while her boyfriend in the bear trap has to watch like that's great stuff oh so brutal so brutal but this has been in the news recently you want to touch on this this episode is what do you think is going to be 
in the future for Friday the 13th? What are you wanting to see now that I know there was a bunch of big issues with rights that they were fighting for, and that's why remakes haven't been made. So what do you want to see for the future of Friday the 13th for you? Well, um, it is important to point out that the issues are still there. Um, just for anyone that doesn't know, I'll just sort of explain the lawsuit real quick. Um, so the way copyrights work with original screenplays is that if you write a script and you sell it to a studio, after 35 years, the rights revert back to you. And what typically happens is the studio or whoever will just pay whatever. They'll just make a new deal pay the writer a little bit more money, everybody's happy. The exception to this is when it is a work for hire situation. So no one who wrote a Friday the 13th sequel um, can qualify for this. They don't count because they were hired specifically to write a Friday the 13th sequel. Victor Miller wrote Friday the 13th and then they sold it. Um, but the original director, Sean Cunningham, contested and says, no, this was a work for hire, even though it wasn't. And his company has been suing Victor Miller and appealing it nonstop, even though every judge is like, no, Victor Miller's right. This is his script. And all Victor Miller probably wanted was just a damn paycheck because he created all this. And the reason it happens is because imagine you write something like Friday the 13th that you probably got paid 20 bucks for back in 1980, and then it becomes one of the most profitable things in American pop culture. And you see very little of that. Um, but the lawsuit has just been Cunningham trying to prove that Victor Miller shouldn't have any ownership. And Miller, Miller has won the suit, that is the conclusion. But the problem that puts us in with future Friday the 13th content, so Miller owns the first script, the first movie, so that's Mrs. Voorhees, The Camp, Jason. But what he doesn't own is anything from the sequels, which would include the hockey mask, the image of Jason as we know him. So any potential future Friday the 13th film would need the two parties to come together and make some kind of deal, which is possible. But considering they just got through a pretty nasty lawsuit, not likely. So we're probably not going to see a Friday the 13th anytime soon, unless it's a drastically different kind of project. Do but, you, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, do you think they're going to get tired of waiting and just trudge along ahead, trying to disregard the first one and doing what they can in the future? Do you think they'll wait it out and get together with them eventually to create something? I don't know. I mean, Sean Cunningham has been so weird about this whole thing, and it's just because he's just wrong. And it's so weird to just be so stubborn when you're just clearly in the wrong. Um, but I don't know how you would sell a movie because they can't call it Friday the 13th. You can't call him Jason. So all you can really do is have a hockey masked killer. So I don't know if they decide to just try it and try to do something. I genuinely don't know because I don't think there's, on Victor Miller's side, I don't think there's any interest in returning back to Mrs. Voorhees as a killer. Like, I don't think that would sell either. So I genuinely don't know. Like, the solution is just the old men to just stop acting like 
teenagers and bickering and like, because you can either work together and make money or you could be pissants and make no money, actively lose money because you just won't work this out. So let's say in your ideal world, if they came together and they're, they've agreed, what would you want to see as the next installment? Would you want to see a part two to the remake? Would you want to see a whole new slate? I wouldn't be opposed um, to following up on the reboot. It might be a thing where it's maybe just been too long at this point. Um, but I really liked those two leads, the, the siblings, Jared Padalecki and Amanda Rigetti. I liked Derek Mears as Jason. So if they were to follow that up, I wouldn't be against it. I think the best bet would just be don't even think about continuity. Like Jason's a ghost or not necessarily a literal ghost, but you know what I mean? Where like he can just be there. He can just be, we don't need to explain it. We don't need to fit into any one particular continuity. Just do Jason. Yeah. Um, and don't worry about that other stuff because that's where the series goes wrong every time is when they try to think too hard about it and then it gets real messy and weird. Um, but there was a script. I think it was written by one of the writers of the Hannibal TV show. And this is a few years back now, but he was doing a movie for Paramount and they ended up not making it because it was set in the 80s. And I guess they didn't like that. And this was also very ironically right before the It remake came out and it was set in the 80s and did really well and they looked like morons. But uh, that script leaked online and it was very, very good. So like if I had like my wish, just do that script because it was really good. Nice. Yeah, I, I never read it. So it'd be a total surprise to me. That would be, that'd be interesting. I'm going to campaign for uh, Jason Goes to Hell Part 2. That's what I, <laughs> I know. The That director, <laughs> he's been campaigning real hard. He wants to do a Creighton Duke movie. I mean, for me personally, I'd watch the shit out of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> that dude's so unhinged. I'd have to see what the hell happens with that guy. Has that um, director ever done anything? Like, what else has he done? Do you know off the top of your head? So, no joke. Because you know, I'm working on a video for YouTube where I'm rank I'm doing like a big ranking of all the individual films in certain horror franchises, like all the big ones. And his name popped up on one of them that I was looking at. One of the Texas Chainsaws. He didn't direct it, but he was a writer on it. I want to say it was 3D. I want to say it was Texas Chainsaw 3D oh, that he was a writer on. Damn it. <laughs> that one is uh, almost abysmal. <laughs> Um, but I'm not familiar with any of his other work. I just happened to see that name because it's Adam Marcus. And I was like, I wonder if that's the same Adam Marcus. Probably so. I, I would watch a Creighton Duke movie. Fuck hmm. it. I'd, I'd check it out. I don't think anyone else would. I definitely would not. <laughs> but I would watch it <laughs> just to see how many fingers he's going to break to give people information. <laughs> it's all he does. <laughs> the whole movie is just breaking fingers. <laughs> Like, look, people got to have their things. Um, I think what I would do, like, if you were like, you go make a Friday the 13th thing. If someone was stupid enough to entrust me with that is I wouldn't do a movie. I would do a show and I would want it to be on like a streaming service. So I wouldn't have to worry about censorship or any of that nonsense. 
but I would want it to be an anthology thing where the framing device is like six people around a campfire and then each one of them tells a Jason story. And so like each episode is like a completely different kind of Jason thing. Cause I just feel like you could do a lot of different things. And again, you just don't have to worry about continuity or what just what timeline is this or whatever. Like you could just do whatever you wanted. That'd be and you could sweet. And you could like revisit like different things. Like you could do like Jason X2 as a 40 minute, whatever. That'd be pretty sweet. You could even Nobody do steal it. that. <laughs> if you do, just give us money. Uh, <laughs> you could do like a Masters of Horror style where you have a different director for each one just to add yeah. completely different vibes to it. Yeah. That'd be sweet. What, uh, what were the other topics we were going to cover this episode? Okay, so we're going to just kind of go maybe not necessarily rapid fire, but just kind of go through a different few kind of random topics that I came up with just to sort of talk about different aspects of the series. Uh, so the first one, just to be kind of silly and superficial, but it's part of this series. Part of the appeal is these people are attractive. So is there someone that uh, like hottest person? Like someone you're like, that person's really good looking. I think it's part two. Give me a second. I will Google search it. There is one of a very minor character that for whatever reason, I'm like, oh my God, she is gorgeous. If you have one off the top of your head, you can say it while I search. I got. I mean, they all like all the girls in these movies are ridiculously attractive because it's movies. But I think one that stands out is the blonde girl from the reboot that results in the very terrible line um stupendous tits that girl i think she's um really quite attractive so i first off i think uh the one from part five with the hedge clipper i think she is gorgeous yeah but my number one i'm gonna get her exact name because she needs the credit Hmm. for just being um where is her name? I just Kristen Baker, who played Terry McCarthy. Oh, is that the girl that uh, skinny dips? Short hair girl. Yeah, dude, gorgeous. I like uh, girls that can pull off short hair. <laughs> Perfect. Now, if we're going for most attractive dudes, I'm gonna have to say uh, wheelchair. Um, what's his name? Mark. Oh, yeah. Mark? I don't know his name off the top of my head. I think it's Mark. I'd have to say he's. Yeah, he's probably the best looking dude. My mind went Tom. <laughs> I don't Which know why I think his name. No, I just I thought that was his name. Oh, was you thought his name was Tom. That or the dude in the remake who's the uh the dude looking for his sister. That was the guy I was gonna say, uh Jared Padalecki. Uh the yeah, character's that name guy. is Clay. Yeah, my my wife likes that guy and I, I get it. I understand. Yeah, from Supernatural. Yeah, that's the damn show that she watches that I don't like. That's what it mm-hmm. was. You don't like Supernatural? Uh-uh. Oh. Uh-uh. I didn't like that. What's the other one she watched? Like not that I think you'd like these, but like that Vampire Diaries show. The Vampire Diaries, yeah. Oh, I hate it. Um, <laughs> but then it'll make me mad because she'll get me into like shows that I don't want to be paying attention to. Like there was a period of time where I got obsessed with One Tree Hill and I was so pissed. Because <laughs> I would just walk in and out of the room enough that I'd see it to a point I'd sit down. And then before you know it, it's been like six episodes. Like what happens next? <laughs> and so uh, Supernatural was not one of those. But yeah, that Jared guy. 
he's gonna be my number one. I figured we we're gonna give the hottest girl. I gotta give the hottest guy award. He's it's gotta be him. Yeah. All right. So next is what is your favorite version or actor to play Jason? What is your favorite take on Jason? Favorite actor, Ken Kersinger. Favorite look of Jason, uh, part seven, where he's all shredded up and uh, you can kind of see a skeleton and stuff. I like that one. Or the beginning of Jason Goes to Hell, where the mask, the head's kind of grown around the mask. I thought that looks kind of cool. Yeah, my favorite design, like it's part seven. Like that just looks great. Favorite sort of actor or version? Hmm. I'd say it'd probably be either Derek Mears in the reboot or Kane Hodder. I like what Kane Hodder brings to it. I like sort of, I don't know, just the way he moves, I think really works. Yeah. And breathing, just, the up and down yeah. shoulders. And some of his like head movements are really interesting. Like it feels like Jason has a bit of a personality because sometimes it's just a stunt guy just sort of lumbering around like an asshole. Yeah. And then just because they're not thinking about it, because it's like, sure, I'll put on this dumb mask and just run around. Yeah, for me, Ken Kersinger, and it's also because it's the first example I had mm-hmm. of Jason, but I like just, for me personally, I like the slow lumbering Jason because it's just more ominous. He, sure. He's very, I don't want to call him brain dead, but he's just kind of, there's not much going on. He's just hulking, and I that's the kind of Jason that I like. And the Derek Mears one was brutal as hell, so I liked him as well. Yeah, I think in Freddy versus Jason, they did a good job of, like he's slow and he's lumbering, but never in a way that feels kind of boring. If yeah. that makes sense. Like they do a good job, I think both in directing and editing of like making it kind of intense. Cause if you compare that to, I think Michael in Halloween two, where Dick Warlock kind of does a similar thing where he moves at like negative 10 miles an hour. And it's just so like, can you like move? Can you just like move please? It's yeah. so boring. <laughs> that Jason to me is just suffocating is how it feels. He just, no matter how far away you get, you're not that far away. He's just, and they always... do some really good reaction shots out of him too. Like, yeah. I think the one that always comes to mind is when like Freddie, like gets his fingers and he just kind of, huh. Just like looking at his poor stumps. I like the one whenever he's been lit on fire at the cornfield and the keg of beer gets busted and it is putting the fire out on him as he kind of turns to the camera. I always thought that was a very iconic look for me. So we talked about, we did a whole episode on like our favorite death sequences and we talked quite a bit about Friday the 13th in that one. So we don't necessarily need to go there, but do you have a favorite Jason death and or resurrection? So specifically Jason dying. Um, His specific death, I would say the Tom Savini final chapter one is always just iconic with the, the practical effects and the sliding down the machete. Um, just for me personally, something that I kind of what I want to see in Halloween Kills, but I want to see in a movie where if you have such a killer that's so rampant that the whole town hates him, and I keep referencing this movie, but when they blow him to shit and Jason goes to hell, that's what I think you would do to a character like that. You're not going to pull, if he's killed a hundred people at this point, like I wouldn't don't pull any punches. I'm going to tie a chain around his neck and put him in water. It's like, no, blow that dude to fucking pieces. So for me, I just like this, the purpose of doing that one. Cause that's what I would do if there was that kind of villain walking around. And 
Um, yeah, that's probably the probably the best one. I get. I guess. I don't know. I've never thought about him dying before. Yeah, I mean, the only one that's really like final, final would be obviously final chapter when he gets when Corey Feldman just fucks him up, and then at the end of Jason goes to hell when he gets the dagger, the magic dumbass dagger yeah, nonsense. That, uh, yeah, I don't. And then like that. little like clay creatures are like, come down to hell or whatever happens. I uh, I don't know if his death in the beginning of Jason goes to hell counts as a death, but I'm gonna count it. No, I'd say it counts. Any sort of like defeat of him. Um, I'd probably go with part three, even though I know he doesn't technically die. Uh, just because I think Chris just beats the shit out of him. And I like it because, you know, she hangs him and she gets him in the head with the axe. Like she really gives it to him. So I always confuse part two and three towards the end. Is Part three is the one where it's at the end and she sees him through the window, right? Mm-hmm. And he comes running. I always think that's such creepy imagery, the way he's like, just the way he moves when he's running yeah, really creeps me out. That was one of the first ones we saw on cable. And remember my older sister who isn't as into this stuff, but she was still watching it with us. That scared her so bad. We had to stay up with her like all night. Just that Jason's unmasked face, just like leering at her in the window. It that does freaked a, her out. It does such a good job because a lot of the movies are kind of more dark in the atmosphere the way it looks this one was in broad daylight so it's it's super because upbeat of the 3D. And bright and it makes it so creepy to me because you see him so clearly yeah um do you have a favorite resurrection like him and sometimes there isn't a resurrection he just sort of gets up and it's like well that was inconvenient but there are times when like something happens to bring him back the the freddy resurrection i think that was sure. a really cool plot line to like, if I wouldn't have been able to think of a way to get Freddie and Jason paired together. And I think that mm-hmm. one is like the, the perfect way you could do it. We might, I don't know if we should, but it, we might do an episode sometime to just go through and read some of the earlier drafts of that movie. Cause you know, they, they tried making it for like 10 years and there are like a dozen out there that are just awful. And cause just no one could figure that out. Just how to get them in the same movie. So my, and they're online. So it might be fun to read a couple of them and do an episode on them sometime. Cause some of them get nuts. I would love to do that. I've never actually sat and really read any of them. They're so nuts. <laughs> um, I mean, I would give it to in terms of resurrections. I like the one in Jason lives. It's just so simple and like fun. I'm just using lightning. Um, and doing the sort of universal monster kind of tricks as dumb as it makes Tommy look. <laughs> I mean, nothing compares to a good old Rennie Harlan dog piss. Oh my God. <laughs> we, we're not talking about that. <laughs> um, and I like Tina waking him up. Uh, the psychic girl in seven. Yeah. I really I like the way to handle that. I like the, the storyline or the thought behind seven a lot. Yeah. I, there's some parts that don't execute it as well, but I, as a whole, I really do like the plot of that movie. And especially at that point, you're that many movies deep. It's like, might as well, dude. <laughs> yeah. And I think they handle it well, because I could, I feel like that could end up being real silly. And that actually is one of the less campy ones. Yeah. Like comparatively, which is sort of interesting because you just hear that premise, you go, oh, well, that's going to be real dumb. And they play it pretty straight and it kind of works. What's your least favorite Jason death or ending? Well, that's a good one. I mean, the one and two is just sort of unimpressive. 
Like they just sort of hit him in the shoulder. Then he just sort of goes down. But I guess it's because, and in some situations, you know, you don't want him to die because you're going to make more movies. Yeah. I mean, the dumbest one has to be eight, right? It has to be the sores. Oh, I fucking forgot about in Manhattan. That. that one is pretty bad. <laughs> Where every night toxic waste is flushed through the sewers of New York <laughs> and they hit Jason and that turns Jason into a little boy. You're right. I was going to say six, but fuck, I forgot about the ending of Manhattan. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, that movie's so forgettable. How could I... <laughs> God, that's a horrible ending to a movie. Hmm. I don't. Six drives me crazy at the end because he's like just in the middle of the ocean and he's going to wrap this chain around him. And Jason is just like a bumbling idiot. Like he just walks the water and then the female character's like, Jason. And he just looks and then turns around and goes towards her. And he's like, come over here, you pussy. And he just stops, turns around. It's like, oh my God. What is he supposed to do? Just take that? Tommy called him a pussy. <laughs> he turned back around three times. It's like, oh my God. And then he just, just meanders under the water that, it just, I don't know. It was, it was so it's disappointing. Dark. <laughs> it's like, good God. I mean, and I know a lot of people have contention with Freddy versus Jason or he's afraid of water because specifically in that movie, he's obviously not afraid of water. But Worst part of that movie. I can't. Well, not the worst part because I don't like a lot of Freddy vs. Jason, but man, that's dumb. What's the worst part of Freddy vs. Jason for you? Like, what don't you like? The characters that aren't Freddy and Jason. <laughs> Fair enough. Having to sit with those people is rough, man. I don't like any of those people. With the exception of um, Catherine Isabel. Is that the lead? No, it is not. <laughs> um, she's from other stuff she did. She was she was the lead in the Ginger Snaps uh, werewolf movies. Um She's the girlfriend of the guy that gets in the bed. That oh, crack. she's she's the, the one. Yeah, that like Freddie attacks, but then Jason kills, kills first her before Freddie can get to her. Yeah, I like her just because she's kind of a weird actress and she just has a weird energy. But everybody else is real bland and real boring, and I just they just bore me to tears. I like the guy who plays um, Mark, the guy who Freddie kills with his brother. Okay. I like. I think he does a really yeah. good job. But your best actress probably shouldn't be the people you're murdering off after two scenes. Freddy versus Jason. Place your bets. Oh, oh my god, she's so bad. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't want to pick on a girl, but man, that girl's bad. Uh, the worst actor is the girl in Manhattan, the main girl in Manhattan. Yeah, she's pretty god, bad. she's not good. <laughs> pretty terrible. Uh, is it part? Is it part two or three? I can't remember which one because it's such a meaningless kill. But the female character has the worst acting I've ever heard. She's like, "Oh God, oh no!" and just goes running down the stairs. She's like, "Oh my God, oh my God!" Oh, it's part three. Part three. Because she finds Shelly and then she goes upstairs. Yeah, I know yes. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, dude, that scene is so yeah. bad. Yeah, it's real rough. That's got to be the worst acted one in the in the. I series. think my favorite, but she just goes, "Shelly's dead." <laughs> that Oscar-winning performance by her. It's like, oh my god, Ugh. no, that's real bad. Are there any actors you really like? Like any performances that sort of stand out? Mm. 
Let's see. Not a lot of potential for like like big good acting because it's mostly just yeah. run away. Uh, <laughs> Creighton Duke. No. <laughs> Creighton Duke. <laughs> um they honestly, if you're gonna get good acting out of them, it's gonna have to be from the remake or a handful of people in Freddy versus Jason. Because again, the older ones are just kind of they're they know what they are. Maybe uh Jenny might have been the best final girl as far as acting wise just off the top of my head or oh this is going to be random but this is one thing that i i liked about the movie um i can't think of the character's name but the i wouldn't say his acting is good but Hmm. um the male lead in jason goes to hell i think with him and jenny are the two most competent at trying to kill him i think because every situation that he's in, he fights back and is able to defend rather than making a bunch of very stupid decisions. And just like Ginny, I think she is the smartest one fighting him. Yeah, I would agree that Ginny, I think, is the best final girl of the series. I really like her and I really like Amy Steele. Um, like her performance, I think she's real charming and kind of funny. Um, the guy you're talking about, I think the character's name is Steven. Steven. Maybe I just haven't seen that movie in long enough, but I always just remember him getting sort of his ass kicked. I mean, he gets his ass the kicked. The girl has to save him with the magic dagger. I mean, she at the end, yes. But like throughout the movie, as he... Is oh, I guess he's, he's fighting the possessed bodies yes. and stuff. I forget about that. Yeah, the fights he does against those, he's very competent in what he's doing. Whereas there's some huge boneheaded decisions in a lot of these movies that to see <laughs> him and Jenny and a hand, a couple others that you see actually make good decisions that, uh, yeah, it's very few and far between. Hmm. I thought Chris kicked his ass pretty good. I guess I mentioned that already. Which one's cr- Chris? That's part three. So part with like the brown hair oh, and yeah, the yeah, blue yeah. sweater. They all run together at a point. That's crazy. <laughs> Oh, well, that pretty much exhausts the list of topics I had written down. Was there anything else you kind of wanted to cover with uh, the movies? Let's see. Um, I want to know your Jason mask ranking, like best to work, like the hockey mask versus the oh. uh, sack head versus no mask. Hmm. Well, I think the best design of his face unmasked is part seven sort of going in with we both think that's the best design for jason like that what he looks like on master there is really really cool um worst for that would be manhattan oh when the mask God. comes off in the yeah. store it's so it's like, bad it's like a fucking sesame it's, street character. oh it's the dumbest um my favorite mask i do have a soft spot for sackhead jason i know i imagine most people do prefer the hockey mask i have a soft spot soft spot for that i think it's a cool look it's obviously based on a real serial killer serial killer but the hockey mask is just too iconic um i don't know if i have like a favorite version of that because it's all kind of the same i guess i like it in part seven when it's like all broken you got uber jason oh fair enough forgot about uber jason yeah anyway Uh, (laughs) no that is cool (laughs) that is one of the cooler moments of that movie i do like uber jason that is fun but I'm not, I'm not crazy about the mask, to be honest. I don't know why. Yeah. Like, I like the idea, but I'm not super crazy about the design. I feel like they could have done something a little better there. 
Yeah, probably so. I mean, there's a lot they could have done better there for that whole movie, <laughs> but I would say, I don't know. I just like the I, the the hockey mask is is iconic to me. Uh, never was too into the sack head. It's cool, but um, I think you're right with New Blood as being the best of his face. That's that's a fantastic one. And for the mask, if I had to break down which one I like better. Um, I've, I've touched on the Jason goes to hell. I like the effect where it's grown into his head, mm-hmm. but, um, I, I would say just the, the original, just the iconic one, the, I just playing old hockey mask. That'd be my mask. favorite. Yeah. I do really like the design in Freddy versus Jason. Some OG fans don't like that because he's got a jacket and jacket. Jason sort of became like the main sort of like whenever you see merch, since Freddy versus Jason, it is always that. It is always that version of Jason with the jacket and everything and just that design. And a lot of OG fans really don't like that and it bugs them. Huh. But I like it. I didn't know that. I'd never heard that one before. Oh, yeah, I've heard it. People I like, don't like Jacket Jason. <laughs> I like I like Jacket Jason. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, well, if we don't have anything else, um, we might move into. I don't have a lot of news, but just a couple things. If my phone will open, which it won't, but that's okay. Um, so I just have uh, three things. Uh, the first is that I think David Gordon Green announced that we are going to get an extended cut of Halloween Kills. And my assumption is that this will be the version that was test screened that we were talking about. So with the different ending and some longer gore shots. Um. So I don't think they announced a release date for the home video release, but I imagine it'll be, you know, on the Blu-ray or whatever. Um, hopefully it's on like the same release as a theatrical cut. Cause I don't like it when they separate them because they're clearly just trying to make me buy it twice. And I'm not going to do that. You still, I still don't own the theatrical cuts of the Rob Zombie Halloween movies. <laughs> I just have the unrated director's cut because they separated them even in the damn Halloween box set. They didn't include the theatrical cuts of those movies. (laughs) So I still don't own them and it drives me up a wall. And I sort of deal with it because the unrated director's cuts are a lot better. But it's still just like the completionist in me is like, God damn it. Why couldn't they be in the box set? Stupid. (laughs) I hate it. Um, Sticking with David Gordon Green. Because he's our horror remake guy now. Cool. In addition to Halloween, the Exorcist reboot trilogy he's doing. Turns out there is a second Hellraiser reboot. So there's there's one that's being made for Hulu that we talked about with the female pinhead. David Gordon Green is doing an entirely unrelated Hellraiser reboot. I think for HBO. Because somehow the rights, we get two pinheads at the same time. Don't know anything about it other than David Gordon Green is doing a Hellraiser thing. Because somehow that guy is doing all the horror stuff now. Yeah, I don't I don't know uh, what kind of chord he struck to get all these deals, but Jesus. <laughs> Halloween made an exact buttload of money. I don't I mean, if the rest of The Exorcist besides one and three was any good, I would be very scared like don't ruin the exorcist but it's like dude your sequel's already ruined it bro (laughs) that's fair it's like well it's not i mean he's in the same place with halloween well 
Buster Rhymes isn't ninja kicking people, so yeah, it's like the sure. reboot won't be <laughs> that bad. Fair enough. Ooh, Exorcist Two is wild. Have you seen that? Have you ever yeah. seen and watched it? It's yeah, fucking nuts, bananas. <laughs> I remember I saw the first one when I was a kid, and I was probably like thirteen at a friend's house, and it was on TV or something. I was like, "Dude, Exorcist Two, The Exorcist is so badass." He'd never seen it. I'd never seen the second one. I'm like, oh, dude, The Exorcist kicks ass, man. Put that movie on. And about halfway through, I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck we're watching right now. <laughs> I apologize. Straight up just coconuts. It's James fucking... Earl Jones shows up. There are bees or something. Have you ever seen the trailer for that movie? No. Dude, do yourself a service. <laughs> Go watch the trailer and listen to the fucking music they put to the background of that trailer. It is the most... Nothing about that trailer would make you ever think about seeing that movie. If you thought the movie was confusing, the trailer is 10 times worse. It's fun. Three's pretty cool, though. I enjoyed it. It's nowhere near as good as one, but it's not a bad idea. I I really have a good time with three. Have you seen the the weird prequels? The two prequels that are the exact same movie, but they made it twice? Rennie Harlan made one. And then Freddie Harlan. Oh, oh, damn it. I can't think of the other guy's name. Yeah. So they, he made one and then they're like, this is bad. Let's let Rennie Harlan do it. And they're like, wow, this is bad. Hey guy, do you want to finish your movie? And then they're like, let's just release both of them. Just, just put that, both out. That'll be fun. That's insanity. And they're both terrible and really boring. Like they're not like crazy, like two. Yeah. They're just sort of really boring. I was trying to do like a, I was going to do a ranking and review of the series. Mm-hmm. And once I hit those and I was trying to make videos for those, I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I can't really offer anything for <laughs> either of these because yeah. they're almost the same. They're identical movies. And I honestly couldn't even tell you a thing that happens in either of them. I, I unfortunately could tell you the differences between them because oh. <laughs> I've sat through both of them, but they are. I mean, I watched both, but that was in one ear out the other. As, as it should be. Um, next bit of news, there is a short featurette for the new Scream movie. It got released online. That's like a minute and a half long. Do you care about minor, minor spoilers about Scream? Nothing like um, major. Yeah, if it's not going to give up the movie or nothing, I plan on seeing No, it. it's just they show a little clip in the trailer where Sydney's pushing a stroller. So Sydney has kids. Oh, oh so that, that, was like, that was like the interesting thing. I thought the other thing because it kind of, it's the only reason I put it in here is it rubbed me the wrong way. You know, it's a featurette, so they're like interviews. There are no clips of the actual directors or writers of this movie, but they interview Kevin Williamson, who has creatively fuck all to do with this. He's an executive producer, which pretty much means they paid him to say nice things in the press. And I think that's really misleading that you're not showing the people that actually made this, but you're showing me the guy that wrote the original to sort of trick me into this. I think that's a little shady. Did they trick you into a bitch. it? Are you going to see it? Have you changed no. your mind? <laughs> no, because I know what they're doing. Because the last two Terminator movies did the same fucking thing where they just trotted out James Cameron everywhere to be like, yeah, these are great. These are the true sequels to my Terminator movies. He had nothing to do with that fucking shit. They just wrote him a check. Like, it's bullshit. Stop doing that. Well, 
since we're on <laughs> since we're on Scream, uh, in a couple weeks, I'm doing a Phantasm review series currently. But in a couple weeks, I'm gonna start Scream as a review series, and then I'm gonna finish it off with the new one and a ranking of all five of them, just because we're already touching on Scream. So if you want to hear half of the horror thoughts opinion on Scream Five, you can check it out on my YouTube because <laughs> Sean is making a stand. <laughs> Fuck that movie. Um, <laughs> the last thing I wanted to mention, it's, I don't know if I call it a horror movie, horror adjacent. It's more of a thriller, but I saw last night in Soho, the Edgar Wright movie. Yeah. And I just wanted to say it was great. Dude, I loved it. I did a review on my YouTube for that too. I fucking loved that movie. It's so good. The cinematography of like how they did the shots of like the mirror shots mm -hmm. and the dancing scenes. I won't give any spoilers to the movie, but dude, though the way they shot this film was insane. Yeah. No, really, really cool. One of the coolest movies I think to come out in a while. Yeah. I even liked it so much. I bought a limited edition vinyl of the soundtrack. Cause I really liked I, the theme. Yeah. I've been thinking about doing that. Cause I saw it pop up too. And I was like, mm, I should get that. Yeah, it's mine's supposed to come like mid-November, so I'm waiting on it. But mm. I had such a good time with that. And I I have a theater chain up here, and they have 20 bucks a month. You can see unlimited movies, as many as you mm. want in theaters, which is... And the fact that Last Night in Soho is in theaters, and I don't have to pay for it. I could go see yeah, that movie like just, five times. Whenever, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I do I, the same thing. Sorry. No, you're fine. I do the same thing with AMC, because you pay... It's like... $20 a month and you can see like, well, it's not unlimited. It's like three movies a week, but like, that's about all I would have time for. Like even that is a little much, but I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's cool that they do that. The only downside to this versus AMC is this doesn't have the biggest selection of movies mm -hmm. at the local. If I drive, you know, 30 minutes out of the way, they have bigger theaters and stuff, but sure. The one near me is kind of small. So like last week I got to go see two or three movies, whereas this upcoming week, nothing is being released. So. Or stuff I, you don't care about. Cause it's a Marvel thing. It's I've, the big movie right now. Well, I even watched cause I figured I pay for the damn movie pass. I'm going to see whatever comes out. So I even saw Eternals. I saw, you I watched see, the Eternals. Dude, I, I know <laughs> I, I, any movie that you see that comes out in theaters, I go see it because I pay for the pass. So I see all of them and then I'll review them on my YouTube. So that's kind of where I'm starting to get my content from is because I just go to the movies a lot. And I saw The Eternals. I saw Dune, which was a shocker that I would see that because I don't like uh, sci-fi. You don't like sci-fi? Not at all. Oh. Uh, so I saw Dune. I saw The Eternals. What other weird I really want to know what you think of the Eternals because I haven't seen it yet. And I just want to know because that looked confusing to me. I was like into this world. <laughs> so I gave a spoiler for your review if people want more in depth. But um, it for me, you have to take my opinion with a huge grain of salt because I don't I've never seen another superhero movie. Mm -hmm. So I have nothing to compare it to. Sure. So. I can't be like, oh, Spider-Man does this better or Captain America. And I know that Marvel and DC are two different things. I don't even know who goes into what lane. Like, I'm that oblivious. Sure. So for me, I had a fun time watching it. I thought the CGI was great, the way they used it. I'm not usually a big fan of CGI, but in a superhero movie, in my thoughts, you'd want over-the-top 
crazy stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It had a lot of comedic elements in it that were funny. It, it does get a little draggy as it gets going. And um, that, for me, the action, once you've seen the first battle and action scenes <laughs> that they have, they're all kind of copy paste throughout the rest of the movie. They don't really ramp up or add anything by the end. So it wasn't as action heavy as I thought it would be, but I had a good time with it. Again, if you're a superhero fan, you might hate it. Going in, I was reading the headlines of critics like the week before Mm -hmm. and they were talking. It was terrible. So I had, I had a good time with it, but that that's just me. I'm, I'm sure if I see other superhero movies that might change. Or you might think Eternals is the best one. Like clearly you guys should be following this. (laughs) Maybe. And I'm sure, I'm sure there's a bunch of things I'm, that went over just clean over my head that are references to other things. Sure. Especially the, I went with a buddy and we stayed for the two end credit scenes and and they were, they were like, Oh shit. And I'm just sitting there like, that sure is a guy. I was like, that's a a sword. I don't understand. Like they were all losing their minds. And I was like, ah, Oh, you didn't even know that one. I have no idea, dude. Not coming, not even coming from like a horror world. I feel like that'd be one that would be like a good cross. I have no. Opinion. I don't want to say what it is. Yeah, I'm we like won't ruining it for we people. Won't spoil it for people, but uh, I, I already know what it is, even though I haven't seen it because I don't really care. Yeah, I. Most movies, I was like, eh, I wonder what it I, is. I have an idea. I don't want to. I'll say it once we get off the, off the recording. I have an idea of what I what I thought. Well, damn it! I was going to say something, but that would also kind of give it away. Yeah, but you I, you have told me something where you haven't seen that kind of movie even though it's horror. Yeah. You have mentioned that in the past. Yeah. So I can see you not seeing this movie. Yeah. I have, I have a, a guess. Cause I, the movie, I think it is. I have seen like half of one of the movies in that series. So I have an idea of who that character is. So I, I have a guess, but I'll, I'll divulge that uh, after we get off. So we don't ruin it for folks. I know this is off topic, but I'm just curious. What did you think of Dune? So that one was, it got better as I sat with it more. Like once I, when I left the theater, when, when the credits hit, I was like, finally. And then as I got home, <laughs> I started to think about it more and it actually got better because I, I, I really am not into sci-fi fantasy things. It's never been my mm-hmm. gig. So the drawbacks to those for me are the world building and stuff. I can't ever get behind it. It makes it, it's mm-hmm. when I'm in a movie and you can just throw anything out. This is like, this is Toblin president of Tramdor and the Ardromeda. <laughs> I'm like, I can't keep up with the names. Like they start throwing <laughs> different shit. I have no idea what's going on. So like the first half of the movie, I'm just sitting there trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. I'm like, is that the good cut? Who is this person? Like, what is it? I've heard this name before. And so as the movie got going, I was, it, it narrowed itself down and I was able to understand it. It gives a lot of information that isn't relevant to the rest of the plot at the beginning. They'll throw a bunch of different names and stuff that mm-hmm. as it gets going, it never gets a callback. So that's why it was fucking my head up. I'm like, where do those other things go? And I, I assume, think I assume they'll touch on that in the second one. But yeah, because I haven't seen it, but Dune is like a notoriously massive book with a lot of stuff. So I imagine that this is one of those part one, part two 
scenarios like it, with it. It had to be setting up part two because as it went on, it narrowed down to these two groups rather than the multiple that were mentioned at the beginning that held no weight as the movie went on. But the ending, I really enjoyed the ending. I know there was a couple people who I talked to that did not like it. The ending mm. actually made me want to see the second one to see what happens because I liked mm. where it left off. I thought it was a really cool ending spot. Some people were saying they they crammed they could have cut the last 20 minutes off. They crammed too much into the movie. But for me personally, mm. I liked the ending. I liked the way it went. So for someone who's not a fantasy sci-fi guy, it was cool. I'll, I'll definitely see the second one, but it's it's not something that for me personally blew my hair back, but that's also not a movie made for me. So, hmm. well, did you have any other horror news or anything like that? Nothing, nothing really. Um, this isn't horror per- at all, really. It's more psychological, I guess. But huh. I saw that uh, Spencer, that Princess Diana movie that's out with Kristen. Oh, with Stewart. Kristen Stewart, yeah. It has some really cool psychological tension moments again it's not horror Hmm. but it does have a good type of psychological drama feel that i that i liked and i I thought it was a fantastic movie and it's got some really good imagery and shot it has a very feel of the shining where you're it's very a big world but you feel kind of suffocated Hmm. and it, it, it does an amazing job at portraying that and i if you like the shining and kind of seeing some someone confined that's just going crazy and crazy and crazy that movie will definitely be up your alley for sure well their marketing team should have hired you because that was a way better sales pitch than whatever that trailer was that i saw (laughs) it's not the it's not the main focal point of the movie for sure it's definitely going to be more of a drama and touching Mm -hmm. on princess diana and, and aspects of her life at that time but it does a good job with the environment and the surrounding that it gave me a lot of long hallway shots. You're in these big palaces, but they're empty. You're at these big grasslands, but there's, you can see the whole world, but you feel like you're right on top of her. It's a lot of, a lot of stuff like that. I'd recommend it. Cool. Is she good? Kristen Stewart. I thought she was phenomenal. I know people give her shit a lot, yeah. but I thought she was perfect for that role. Yeah. You so, keep kind of, kind of waiting for her to like get a win. Cause people have been so like, Oh, she did twilight. And that means she sucks. This is not an upbeat movie. Happy fun. Princess Diana at all. Hmm. This is a very dark, depressing, sad movie. And for Kristen Stewart, I think that's perfect for her where she, yeah. she plays it great. Yeah. I like her a lot. Well, uh, unless you have anything else, uh, that was our Friday the 13th special with special bonus reviews of Eternals, Dune, and Spencer. Why is it called Spencer? Do I just not know enough about Princess Diana? Why is it called that? um, They don't ever touch on it. I'm not a big Princess Diana guy. So sure. I I looked up more facts afterwards. I will say, if you know about Princess Diana, you'll catch a lot more references in this movie. But if you Mm. don't know shit about her, it's still a good watch so the spencer thing i i never understood why they brought the name spencer up once in the movie Hmm. but i did not know who they were referencing so it's got to be there's a couple references to people i didn't know that once i looked it up i was like oh that that makes sense but that one i do not know okay um but that'll probably do it for this time uh 
You can find me on Instagram and YouTube, Sean Blumenshine. Uh, you can find Scott at Partial Artist on YouTube. Like he said, he's doing reviews of any movie he's going to see at the cinema. Anything and in the theater. Anything that's in theaters. Um, and uh, like you see, a different retrospectives on Scream. What was the one you said before that? I'm doing Phantasm right now. As you Phantasm. hear this, I am just did Phantasm 3. And also, I took a page out of Sean's book. I've, I'm going through the Kiss albums one by one. So <laughs> if you want to compare and contrast, I will say I thought of you when I was doing my Hotter Than Hell review. As you listen to this, I'll be doing a live. But when I did Hotter mm. Than Hell, I thought of you because my number one song is 100% your least favorite song on the album. I would, I, I'm, if I remember that correctly. What is my least favorite song on that album? Want me to read it to you? I got it sitting right here. Yeah, okay. yeah, go ahead. It's got to choose Parasite, Going Blind. Going you should blind. probably cut all of this out. Hotter Than Hell. Let Me Go Rock and Roll, All Don't The Way, to... Watching You, Mainline, Coming Home, Strange Ways. Yeah, my least favorite is probably Strange Ways. Oh, no way. I thought it was Coming Home. The whole time I thought it was oh, Coming Home. Um, as presented on that album, I would probably say yes, and that is probably what I said, but I love the version on Unplugged. Oh, uh, yeah. It's just I don't like the pre- presentation of it on that album, and that's probably what I said. Ah, yeah. I was like, I, I was like, it's that or Strange Ways. Strange Ways is my least favorite, but Coming Home is my... That's my that's my jam, dude. I love that song. Yeah, I, I never listen to that version. I definitely like the unplugged version a lot. Was that the originals that you just like the vinyl box set? Is yeah, that what you just yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I wish I, I I don't have hotter than hell separately. I have all the way up to I have unmasked and everything before mm-hmm. it, but my hotter than hell I don't have a separate copy of. It's only in the originals. I cannot find a live two to save my life. I have two copies. I'm pretty certain I can send you one because <laughs> I feel like I just waited too long. And so now they're just sort of a little pricier than I want to pay. You know what I mean? I, I used to, cause I used to have like over 500 records and I sold a shit ton of them cause I was moving and I was tired of moving mm-hmm. them everywhere. So I sold a bunch of them. I might've sold my second copy of a live too, but I'm yeah. pretty certain I have it. If I do, I'll fucking give it to you. Cause I obviously don't need it. I also don't have a live three. I don't have a live three. That one's been growing yeah. on me as I've been listening. To I it. love a live three. It just sounds so, uh, I don't know how to explain it. Like this, the quality, the audio quality, it sounds heavy. I like it. Yeah. No, the range lineup's great. I finally got carnival of souls. That was one of my big holes in vinyl. I did enter in like an auction on Facebook to get it. But I was I'm, very happy that I got it. <laughs> I'm missing so many vinyls. And every time I think I'm going to go buy more, I'm like, no, I should go and get this DVD set or this Blu-ray set. Mm-hmm. And then I ultimately buy nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I just signed up. I actually just canceled it, actually. But I signed up for this thing Amazon is doing where it's like a subscription box. We'll just send you a vinyl every month. And it's specifically of like the 60s and 70s. And I did one and they sent, they sent me a Credence thing. And I was like, cool good job that i was like it's like 25 dollars a month and it's like like maybe if it was cheaper i'd still do it but it's mm-hmm. like if i'm spending 25 dollars, i might as well just like pick whatever i yeah. want instead of like hoping you'll send me not trash yeah i've i've got all the way to unmasked ever anything in the 80s 
I don't, I do not have, I would like to have, I would like to have asylum for sure. Yeah. Bummer. Or music from the elder. I've got that. I've got so begrudgingly. I've unfortunately got that. I have like, cause most of mine are the original pressings. And so I have the elder that has the wrong track listing. No shit. Yeah. That's pretty where sweet. Where it's out of order because the record company went, we can't put this out. <laughs> and so they rearranged the songs to put like some of the heavier, rockier stuff first. Do you even have the original pressing of the self-titled album without uh, mm-hmm. Kiss and Talk? Damn, yeah. that's pretty sweet. That's really cool. Yeah. Only cool thing I have. Um, all my kiss, a lot of my kiss records are my dad's old ones, but I do mm-hmm. have from when he went and saw him in 76, the, when Jane spits the blood and wipes it on the rag, I got the, I have the rag. That's kind of, oh, cool. that's cool. That's like one also of my little gross, things. But cool. Very gross, but cool. <laughs> like it, it exists. And then there, sort of keep it in a bag. It's like, uh. it is, it's in the vinyl <laughs> sleeve where I got it covered. I just tuck it in there and I, I'm like, I know it's there. I don't touch it, but it's <laughs> just sort of. Or you could clone him. Yeah, I could clone him. I guess it's I not mean, his real blood, but... I mean, he's got to have some there. DNA in there, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I want to clone him. I think I think once he <laughs> runs his course, he might be done. Like, I think one gene is enough. Yeah. Do you imagine two genes in the same room? <laughs> Fuck that. That would be awful. Did we ever do an official sign-off for this episode? No, I don't think. I think I was doing it, and then we went off on, like, a huge tangent. I think I was in the middle of it. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about your reviews, and then we went to Phantasm, obviously. I don't know where we went after that. I don't know. <laughs> we went down a, a path. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> maybe we'll leave it in. Maybe we won't. Um, but thank you for listening, especially if you stuck through... Uh, the we talk about kiss final section of this podcast after also putting up with reviews of eternals and dune (laughs) (laughs) yeah we kind of nerded out at the end sorry that's our bad um but just be sure to you know follow us uh check back any past episodes you haven't and we'll see you next time i think i'm gonna keep it in just because (laughs) see who sticks through it